What's the name of Daddy's podcast? Five Foot Eight. Welcome to the Five and Eight Podcast. I'm your host, Michael DiNicola, where we talk to runners who live in the Capital District area about how they juggle family and work while training for distance races on the weekend. Fleet Feet training partners are the best, and today we have on one of my training partners, Noreen Gofoil. Noreen graduated from the University at Albany and was on their America East Championship team. Noreen recently ran the Mohawk Hudson River Marathon in a very fast time of 3 hours, 6 minutes, and 13 seconds, a performance earning her second place in the marathon. Here's my discussion with Noreen Gilfoyle. Noreen, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm happy to be here. That's so awesome. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I, I watched you in the Hudson Mohawk Marathon, and you know my son and I were at the. We, we visited the uh, the. Uh, I think it was the 14 mile mark. We had just missed you because I was oh. looking for another guy that I was coaching. Um, so you you must have been ahead of him. You had to have been. But I caught <laughs> you at the finish. You were second woman. I was. It's pretty awesome, you know. So I saw the finish, but overall, can you say more things about how the overall marathon went for you? Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess let's start at the starting line. I was like, so excited to start. Like I was the whole week, even beforehand, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this. And everybody asked me, Oh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I said, I just want to start already. Like, I'm so excited. So we get going and I went out a little fast that, that first downhill is definitely means to go a little fast. Um, but I'd say like, the whole entire time I had the biggest smile on my face. Like I, there was, even when I hit the wall at mile 24, I still had the biggest smile on my face. Like I just had so much fun and it was so great to see like everybody come out and, and cheer, not just for me, but for everybody. And then to see everybody at the finish line, it was just like magic. Wow. Like what was your, can you tell us something about your race plan? Like did you have a plan going into it or do you just want to feel things out as you went? Yeah. So, um, I really went in hoping to break three hours. So I had, you know, trained for that pace. Um, but basically I was just kind of, you know, going with the flow, I guess the starting line, I didn't really know exactly like how many people would be around me or if there'd be anyone to work with. So I just kind of was, just start and see what happens. Um, and it actually worked out. I ended up with Christine, uh, who was overall woman. I was with her for most of the race, actually. And we were talking like the whole time. And she's giving me pointers because I think this I think she said this was her like sixth marathon. So she's definitely had a few under her belt. Um, and so I was just able to get some pointers from her. And she was like, hey, we should probably hold back a little bit right now, especially in that first half. But yeah, she was definitely a big help. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to stick to the pace and see how I felt kind of go by feel. Um, and I, I definitely felt it in those those last four or five miles, but I was able to rally and take it home in second. Oh, nice. 
And um, this was your first marathon. Is that correct? Yes, my first. Wow. <laughs> that's great to, to nail a first marathon, especially that that's a good one to have with the, the Hudson Mohawk marathon. And um, that's good that you ran with, were able to run with Christine, who has a little more marathon experience than you do um, and help you pace the way. That's good. Um, so, I know you once ran for the, for the Great Danes and the New Albany. And while I'm not sure, what other races have you done so far this year? How did those go leading up to the marathon and such? Yeah, so uh, I graduated from New Albany. I guess I graduated. I graduated from the running program. I ran out of eligibility in May. Um, so the first half of the year, basically, I was still running for the team. Um, outdoor track, I ran 5k, 10k. So I was doing all that kind of stuff. Um, but then in June, I ran the workforce challenge. Um, that was a lot of fun. I ran for fleet feet. Uh, and it was just fun to get out there and run a 5k nice and fast. Um, and just have have some fun with my coworkers. Uh, and then I ran the firecracker four miler in July. Uh, I try to do that every year. Uh, and again, that's just kind of like, let's have fun, see what I can do. Uh, and I think I came in, I want to say like second or third in my age group. Or no, I won my age group, I think, at the Firecracker 4. Um, so that was fun. Got a little medal for that. Um, and then, yeah, around the, just after the uh, Firecracker, I started marathon training. That's awesome. Yeah, it seems like after doing all the other distances, marathon is where a lot of distance runners tend to end up just later on. Um, and that's good that it progresses like that um, toward the marathon. But going back to high school and going to college, I, I'm assuming you ran in high school. And then, of course, you, went, you uh, went to UAlbany after that. What was high school running like for you? And, and tell us a little more about running with the Great Danes after that and how your process went from high school to college and then after. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in high school, I'm from Long Island. So I ran for Mount Sinai High School. Go Mustangs. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved running like, okay. So when I first started running which seventh grade, I hated, hated running. And I was just like, all right, well, uh, I had done gymnastics from the time I was three till sixth grade. And then I stopped and in seventh grade, I was like, well, I need to do something because I can't, you know, not do anything. So I was like, well, my sister ran, like, maybe I could be good let me let me see what I can do so I started in middle school and slowly over time I started to actually like running um and I moved up to the varsity team in eighth grade for track um and really just in high school it was just about having fun um but I guess having fun I was also a little bit fast I went to states all four years for um cross country and each year I progressed, I got a little bit better and better. Um, my freshman year, I think I came in 13th in class B. Then sophomore year was 12th. Junior year was seventh and senior year I came in second. Uh, so that was like quite the journey for me, I guess. Um, and then for track wise, I went once for winter track and then 
two years for outdoor track. Uh, surprisingly, I used to steeplechase in high school, and I thought I was going to do it in college. I was recruited to run steeplechase. Uh, but that extra 1,000 meters you get when you go to college definitely took a toll on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but going, deciding on going to Albany is actually a funny story. So I took all of my official visits. Every, you're allowed to take five. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to take five. So I visited uh, Albany, Binghamton, uh, where else? Delaware, Stony Brook, and Rhode Island. Um, and Albany was, I think the second school I went to and I, I liked it, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I love this place. I, I definitely enjoyed my time on my visit and I was like, all right, well, let's see what else is out there. And I ended up visiting the other schools and I was like, oh no, I need to go to Albany. But even before I went on my visit, I like, I did not want to go there like at all. Um, because, because I just, I don't know. It's something about it. I was just like, I don't want to go to Albany, like no way. And my sister, um, she is coached by Mark Mandel who coaches the fleet feet group. And he is best friends with Matt Jones, who is the coach at Albany. And they, my sister met coach Jones at the stockade and ended up talking to him about me and how I had just come in second at the cross country states and ended up giving him my information. And I was so mad at her. I was like, why would you do that? Like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> and then here I am six years later, still at UAlbany. <laughs> um, ah. Yeah, it was, it's uh, surprising how life works, I guess. Many of you know for the past 10 years I've been dealing with this pain in my right foot, which was related to my right foot Achilles, which was ultimately related to a Haglund's deformity I had on my right foot that I had surgery on this past February of 2023. Well, I've decided to embark on a podcast series, and I'm going to title it Rebuilding Dino! We're going to kick things off with the sports medicine doctor who worked with me, the surgeon who worked on me, and then finally concluding the series with the physical therapist who helped me rehab from there. Uh, there will be some special guest appearance episodes along the way, and uh, it'll begin this winter. So tune in to 5 Run 8 for this, because it's going to be a real hoot. Hi folks, do you need a run coach? Would you like to run in a race like a 5K or a marathon for the first time? Or do you need guidance to help you improve? Michael DiNicola, that's me, is taking new clients for his run coaching program. Go to CoachDinoRuns.com to get started. Oh, wow. So you must like like the team and the program that he must have introduced you to after that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The team yeah. was amazing. And Coach Jones is like the nicest person in the world. I mean, not when he's yelling at you being a coach, but in terms of <laughs> real life stuff, he is always there for you. And he is really wants you to be the best person you can be. And then the best athlete you can be. That's great. I know he's been in this area for a while. And I think he used to coach at uh Shenandoah high yes. school for yep. uh, Albany. So that's, that is probably how he knows Mark Mandel. Yes, he, but, he actually coached my brother-in-law in high school at Shen. 
Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's <laughs> oh, awesome. And, uh, okay. So that, that, that's the, that's another connection there for you. And, yeah. you know, so it looks like, uh, looks like cats, cats, little, uh, <laughs> you know, given coach Jones, the information there kind of, uh, shaped your future in a bit, which turned out for the best. Yes, wow. I think so. <laughs> that's, that's, cool. that's funny how, how stuff works like that. Um, so and that's that that's great that it worked out like that um so after uh of course after after running on the team um tell us what about what you do with the team now yeah so uh because i ran out of eligibility but i still have one year one more year of school while i get my master's in public health uh i decided let me come back and uh assistant coach so I'm assistant coaching with the, the cross-country group, um, which gives me the opportunity to keep running um, with them. But also, Coach Jones always says he couldn't find a better role model for the, for the girls. So I try and give them my tips and tricks that I've learned over the years um, and just kind of be that, that voice of reason among the team and try and calm everybody's nerves before a race and give them all the advice that I can. Yeah, I remember being a student athlete it takes a lot takes a lot of a uh, personal organization. Um, if they you really learn how to be very personally organized with things, school versus athletics, um, that skill that a lot of uh, student athletes have to uh, work with, learn on their own. And I'm sure you probably calm their nerves during finals when finals <laughs> time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we're we're coming up on it soon, but. If midterms was any uh, indication, I'm sure they'll definitely need some some guidance on their time management. Yeah, I yeah, finals and and midterm time tends to be a crazy time during the student athlete semester. So that's great that you're working with them, and I'm I'm sure they benefit from your wisdom there, having just gone through the program and been successful. Um, so I wanted to ask what your goals are now. Um, of course, now I, I know that you uh, you mentored with the Fleet Feet group with Mark Mendel, and that, that's the group that I practice with. So I've seen you at a lot of distance runs. Yes. And um, I, I just want to ask you what your goals are for 2024 at this point. I feel like I could ask, okay, what are the goals for the rest of this year? Oh, wait, you just got second in the marathon. <laughs> that's kind of hard to top. But um, especially having, you know, the first marathon there. But are you doing anything else this year? And what about next year as well? Yeah, so I am planning on running the Troy Turkey Trot. I'll be doing the 10K. Um, So my goal there, I guess, is to, I guess, I want to try and do better than I did last year. I think last year I ran 37.55. So I'm hoping maybe I can run um, 37.30 or under. And if I can, maybe a nice PR in the 10K would be good. My PR right now is 37.02, so if I could break 37, that would be fantastic. But we'll just have to see what happens in the next few weeks. Um, And then next year, I'm actually – one of the perks of being an assistant coach is that I get to travel to all the track meets. And luckily, some of these track meets allow – uh, unattached runners. So I'm actually planning on doing, uh, like two indoor track meets, maybe a 5k and a mile just to see if I can squeeze out a PR. Uh, and then in the spring might try and 
do the same thing, run in a few meets and see what I could do. Uh, and then my marathon time uh, actually has qualified me for some of the world majors. So I ran 306.13. Uh, and I think next November, I want to try and do New York, uh, which would be really exciting. Um, but between the end of track season and then, I plan on doing Fryhoffers as well. So that'll be a fun little fast road 5K. And I guess we'll just see where the rest of the summer takes me leading into uh, next November. Well, that's a lot of fun. You get to do the meets with the, uh, with the athletes, but they have races for unattached runners. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So you get to be there with the team. You know, technically you're not on the team anymore, but it kind of feels like you are. Yep, exactly. That, yeah, that that's great. That's great. Um, and also beyond that, it's nice to have a good marathon time on the book. How <laughs> uh, you can get into these other marathons? How about Boston? I mean, the Boston's probably out for this 2024, but would you do it in 2025? That's that's the plan. 2025 Boston. Okay. Uh, uh, good. Excellent. Highly recommend that race. It's very good. The way that they treat you and the way that they run things. Very professional there. But um, I'm sure you'll like New York as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck in the turkey trot later Thank this you. year. I, I like that turkey trot. Um, it it does. I, I ran it a few times. Uh, it does get tough some years when they have a headwind. Yeah. On that stretch there, and if it's really cold, oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, but, I know. Um, I know. It's you know it's out and back. So even if you've got a headwind starting out, you'll have a tailwind to the finish. That's right. There's always a downhill to that uphill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I think about it. Um, so yeah, that, that, those are just some very good plans. That's great. Um, so I wanted to know, and our listeners might like to know with all this success in running, what do you do for a typical training session? Like what's like a singular chef session and then looking at a week, what does that look like for you? Also, how do you work in some strength training with that? If you do that, I have had some runners say, you know, I, I don't do any strength training at all. But yeah. So, what do those things look like for you? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll start. I like to start my weeks with Monday. I know the general rule is Sunday, but I like to start the week with Monday. So Monday is typically just like an easy, an easy run, maybe anywhere from like six to nine miles total. Uh, Tuesday is generally a very busy day school-wise for me, so I tend to take Tuesdays off. Um, but if I do have a chance, then I'll probably do a shorter, easy run. Uh, and then Wednesdays are another easy day, uh, unless I have to switch it with Thursday, which is generally a harder workout session. Um, so like today I had to do that switch. So when I do a workout, I generally warm up between two and three miles um, and then hop right into the workout uh, after I do drills and stretch and everything. Uh, and like today's workout was uh, two by two mile tempo and then six by 200. Um, and then after I did that, I ended up cooling down. I think it was two and a half miles, but usually I'll cool down anywhere between two and three miles again. Uh, and then tomorrow and Fridays typically would be just an easy run. Saturdays, I usually take off just because I have a very busy day. Uh, I also work at Fleet Feet, so 
Saturdays I'm there all day, so it's not so easy to get out to run. And then Sundays are typically the long run. Okay. So you, you take two days off a week within your seven-day cycle, and there's um, a long run and the workout as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that really works. That works for a lot of people. Um, <clears throat> it's important to get that rest time in. And um, with your, if you're on the feet the, your whole time at Fleet Feet, that's probably... <laughs> it doesn't help, but it's nice to, to see everybody and get to know the running community in the area. Um, oh, and I forgot about the strength training. Uh, so one of the other perks of being an assistant coach is that I still get to lift with the team. Uh, so I do lift weights twice a week. Uh, and I generally follow the schedule that our lift coach gives us. Um, but I guess it, you could say it's pretty heavy in more like body weight exercises. Uh, we do do the, like the occasional squat or deadlift um but it's mostly like strength building and injury prevention okay yeah thank you for that detail i'm sure a lot of people would would want to hear that so it's not all about the most heaviest weights that you can lift sometimes body weight is sufficient to get a little bit of resistance there and just get a burn going to keep yeah, absolutely. strong in certain areas and prevent injuries that's good and what a perk you have free access to a gym <laughs> You Albany's yeah. gym, which is probably nicer than any other fitness center that people would pay hundreds of dollars a year to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lucked out on that one. That's great. And how is that recreation and convocation center they have, the rack? How, how is that place? Yeah, so <laughs> they actually redid the, the student's um, gym a few years ago. So they have plenty of treadmills and uh, ra- lifting racks and everything. Uh, but actually, I am still lifting in, in the varsity athlete gym, which is in the same area, just in a, a different location. Uh, so I luck out in that sense. But no, the, the gym that's open to all students is is definitely a great option as well. They have plenty of bikes and treadmills, ellipticals, you name it, they've probably got it. That's great. Awesome. And that other varsity gym, is that on the other side of the building from the uh, the nicer gym that you can see through the windows? Yeah, it's a, it's in the PE, bu- PE building. There we go. Time oh, the PE search. building. Okay, it's in the across. Uh, okay. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Um, I'm somewhat familiar with the campus. Um, changed over the years, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, have you had any major injuries while training and competing? And how did you come back from them? So I've actually been very lucky and I've never had anything major. Uh, I've had, you know, the occasional twisted ankle or tight hamstring. Um, But I I guess rather than going over how I've come back from injury, I could talk about how I've prevented it. Um, I think number one for me has always been getting enough sleep. Um, I'm very serious about my sleep. Anyone who knows me knows, oh, it's 10 o'clock. Sorry, I got to go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I I think nutrition is big, too. Um, I tend to have those balanced meals and make sure I come home from practice every night and cook a good dinner for myself. But, you know, I don't I don't always uh, 
I don't restrict anything. So if I want to have a little sweet treat or something like that, I always allow myself to do so. Um, And then in terms of just preventing injury in general, I really listen to my body. So if something just doesn't feel right, uh, I usually give it like a day or so. But one of the benefits of growing up as a gymnast, I have very good body awareness. So if something just doesn't feel right, I usually take take a day off or dial things back a little bit just so that I can give my body time to heal. Uh, and I will stretch a little bit more, roll out a little bit more ice if I have to, if I feel anything strange that shouldn't be happening. Um, but yeah, it's generally just listening to my body, making sure I get enough sleep and, and eating those well-balanced meals. That's that sounds uh, that sounds about the everybody should follow. <laughs> right, <laughs> sleep right. They said there's um there there's a lot of uh, uh, different coaching philosophies out there, but a lot of common theme theme amongst most is that you can let the gimmicks go. The sleep is what really regenerates you. Um, do all the massage you want, do all the other stuff, cryotherapy or anything like that. Sleep is the major thing. If you're not getting sleep, then your body's not going to get stronger. So, um, so that, that's great in bed by 10 PM every night, probably getting like seven or eight hours of sleep. That's great. Yeah. Um, and that, that matters a lot for people. And, um, I feel like listening to your body also is, something that that folks uh could probably use a little more of in terms of you know you know more is not necessarily better absolutely but um i learned that a long time ago Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) sometimes i learn the hard way too (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that's the the easiest way to learn is the hard way (laughs) Yeah, that's a good teacher. Um, but let, let's talk about training in racing shoes. What are you wearing these days? And when you when you ran the marathon, what did you wear? Yeah. Yes. So I've always been like probably Asics number one fan. I love my Asics. Uh, for the marathon, I ran in the Nova Blast, uh, which is not like a, a racing shoe. It's just a trainer. Uh, I find for myself, I'm more of like a, a midfoot striker. So those carbon pleated shoes really kind of roll you more onto your toes. And I'm just not a big fan of running 26 miles on my toes. So, so I kind of stuck with the Nova Blast, which is, you know, a generally lightweight cushioned trainer gets the job done. Uh, but one of the perks of being at Fleet Feet is that I get to try a bunch of different shoes um, so I, I'm a big fan of the New Balance 880. That one's just kind of traditional. You, what you see is what you get with that one. You know exactly what you're getting yourself into year after year. Um, I like the Asics, um, Gel Nimbus. That one is definitely good for those easier days when you just need plenty of cushion. Um, and then let's see what else. I also surprisingly i also really like the the puma velocity puma really made its comeback uh in the last few years that one that shoe is great for for tempo runs and faster faster running when you just need kind of a lighter weight shoe awesome have you worn uh puma's carbon plate shoe at all or are you staying away from carbon plate entirely uh i haven't had a chance to try it but 
I'm, I'm, I'm starting my search. You know, if I find a carbon plated shoe that makes me feel good, then next marathon, maybe you'll see me wearing it. But that one's definitely an option. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it and the pros that wear it seem to run pretty fast. So I'll have to try it out. Yeah. And, and Puma has really come back on the scene with a lot of new models. It seems all of a sudden, and they have a, they have Molly Seidel being their uh, major athlete behind them right now, which is helping with the marketing, I'm sure. Um, So that's right. You, you said you worked at fleet feet and uh, that's by the way, a very cool job. Um, (laughs) You get a discount on shoes for working there. I do. I do. Oh man, I would spend all my earnings. Oh, it would be no point to me working there. That's what most of us end up doing. <laughs> oh, they make a killing off of their employees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, you get to wear the best shoes and you try them on right there. You know, don't have That's to true. order them in the mail. Everything's right there for you at a at a gross discount. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Fleet Feet's got a lot of great stuff. Um, do you work in the uh, the Albany or the Malta office? I'm in Albany, but sometimes I'll be up in Malta if somebody needs coverage. But for oh. the most part, I'm in Albany. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good store down there. I've always liked uh, Fleet Feet, and that's all over. Uh, that's in other places in New York State too. So um, that's a yeah, good store. That's that's a cool job. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, and of course you're working with other runners that are working there, um, and other coaches. That's cool too. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So speaking of uh, running and more running, do you are you working with a run coach right now, or are you kind of coaching yourself there? Uh, so I'm kind of just coaching myself. Um, being on the team for so long, I've kind of I have a backlog of workouts that I've done over the last few years. So it's easier for me, especially for the races I've done it through college. So the 10 Ks, the five Ks it's pretty easy for me to piece together uh, a plan for that. Uh, With the marathon, I ended up doing a lot of research uh, and I ended up following uh, one of Jack Daniels plans actually, um, which he's, he's a legend. So Mm -hmm. it worked out well for me, (laughs) Um, but yeah, just kind of piecing together my own kind of workouts and, based off of what I've done in the past. Yeah, I know Jack Daniels VDOT work is, uh, it's really spot on accurate for if you, yeah. run, if you run, it's amazing how he works it out where if you run a time at a set at a, one distance, he can predict what your time will probably be at another distance. And I, I have found that to be true with myself over several distances. And I was like, Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and it's all like on a chart on one page. I'm like, Oh wow, this yeah, the work the work he did, I think he did most of his work in the 1970s with uh, Joe Vigil mm-hmm. in working out, um, you know, the derivative from the from VO2 max to how it translates to a runner on a track. And that can dictate your other workout paces. That's really helpful. And I, I use that with my coaching. I coach some runners here and there. Yeah. Um, but um, do you coach by the are you coaching any mentoring anybody at all or? Yeah, so like I said, I'm I'm coaching with the U Albany team, but I am also a mentor with the Fleet Feet half marathon, marathon, five k, ten k groups that go out of the Malta store. Um, so that's been a lot of fun, and it's just it's just nice to, I guess, see two sides of the running community. Um, with those those college runners, you have people that are really 
competitive and really, really involved. And then with the Fleet Feet group, it's, you know, those people that run because they love it. Um, and don't get me wrong, they're still competitive and still hardcore, but they're in it because they love it, not so much, you know, because they've done it their whole lives or or something like that. But it's just nice to to see both sides of the community and to, to be a part of it. That's true. That that group is a nice group. I like them very much. And uh, I've really improved working with Fleet Feet's program. So, yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, who is your cheer squad at home? Who's cheering for you when you did races, like when you did the marathon, besides oh, all the yeah. Fleet Feet people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one of the reasons why I was smiling the entire time I ran that marathon is because every few miles, I had quite the cheer squad. Um, I have friends that I, I worked with at Fleet Feet. My, my friend Cam came all the way up from Long Island to to cheer me on. Uh, I had teammates from UAlbany come and make signs. Um, let's see, my sister came. My other sister was running the half, so she wasn't able to cheer me on, but she would have if she could have. Uh, and, of course, my parents came and cheered me on, and they've always been there. Uh, every race, basically, they're, they're there. If they're not there in person, they're watching the live stream or the live results and getting back to me saying, great job, great job. Um, but, yeah, so it's really just family, friends, and, and the community. And, you know, if you, if you are kind to people and you face things with a smile, they'll generally – be there to cheer for you. That's very true. Very well said. And on that note, what's your favorite guilty pleasure food? <laughs> I was waiting for this question. Oh, See, yeah. <laughs> I'm like bad because I don't, I guess I don't really like limit myself. So there's no like guilty pleasure. It's just enjoy what you want to enjoy. But I guess my favorite, like I have such a big sweet tooth. So I really love cookies. Like cookies are probably my favorite dessert and I could eat them like all day, every day if I wanted to. Um, but I also really love ice cream uh, and sometimes potato chips just hit the spot. You know, you just gotta see what, see what you're feeling and have it in moderation, but enjoy it when you want to. Chips. That's that's also fine. Maybe after you run the marathon, you have a bag of potato chips. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely restore that sodium. Yeah. Yes, and carbohydrates. That's a good source yes. of carb. Um, it's not true. the best with all the trans fat, but. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's great. We all we all need our we all need our sweets, you know. And variety is also good. Um, but yeah, that sounds great. Uh, let's see. We're on to our, to our famous top 10 list, this or that. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to mention two items and just tell me which item you prefer and, and why. So are you right. a morning or, or a night runner? I am by far a morning runner, but I've been forced to be an afternoon runner because of practice. But if I had my choice, I would pick running in the morning through and through. Very good. And how about preference trails or roads? I am not a big fan of the soft surface, so I'm going to have to go with roads. Okay. A road racer. Yes. Yeah. And how about at the end, a medal or a trophy? 
Definitely metal. You know, trophies are nice, but medals you can you can really hang up and they they serve as great wall decor. Plus you can have a whole bunch of them and just put them up there and have hundreds. It's <laughs> without, true. A whole lot of space. Uh-huh. You can't yeah. wear a trophy around your neck. No, you can't. Nope. <laughs> that is true. And how about track repeats or hill repeats? Oh, see, this question is so hard because I like both. You know, it's like you like them for, for different reasons. They work different aerobic systems. But I guess if I really had to choose one, I, it would probably be hills. Aha. Uh-huh. Hills are like mini workouts inside of the workout that you're doing. Exactly. You can incorporate yeah. in, them into anything. Yes. And uh, if I had to have you choose between these two, coffee or beer or wine? So I don't actually drink alcohol. So I'm going to have to go with coffee, but I also don't really drink coffee that much. So if tea was an option, I would pick tea, but I will have the occasional coffee. Okay. Very good. Um, headphones or no headphones? So this one's kind of a, a loaded question because I don't generally run with headphones, but I do play my music out loud, which is kind of, you know, taboo, I guess, for everybody can hear your music, but it's better to hear everyone hear your music than get hit by a car. Uh, okay. So you have uh, the music going on the iPhone with you while you're running. But yeah. No- on. oh cool nice <laughs> i do that when my my headphones battery runs out so there you go <laughs> and i and i I'm, sometimes when i run around like that i think it's weird but i'm, I'm also like who cares <laughs> yeah exactly just enjoy your music that's all yeah just enjoy the music i like it <laughs> and when you're working on strength uh are you focused more on the hammies or the glutes oh that's a tough one i think i'm gonna have to go with the glutes just because they're like the powerhouse of the body like that's where your power come from comes from yes and uh i think most people that i ask this question go after the glutes it's like a top down thing you know the yeah weaknesses start from the top and translate down so i have had some people prefer hammies and one guy in college swore swore by the hamstring machine where you <laughs> lay in his stomach and you do hamstring curls yeah this thing he's like this thing takes five minutes five seconds off of your 800 time I'm like <laughs> it seemed like a lot but hey i'll take five seconds off the 800 time <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong working out both is great but i always prefer the glutes glutes yeah it um because it's like top down with strength yep Yep, I've heard that from many people. Um, and let's say next item. Okay, I like to, to describe it like this. You know, I was in the Boilermaker once, and during, the, I don't know, the dinner last night. Oh, that was just too much. And the seventh mile, I just started feeling sick. And I was like, <laughs> no, don't be sick. Just suck it up and keep going. So do you, like, let go, puke it up, or do you suck it up? Oh, I suck it up kind of girl. Not a fan of puking. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, it just interrupts your flow, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm the kind of person that if I feel any of that coming on, I just, let's go a little bit slower. Let's just make it through. Make it through. Maybe it'll go away. Exactly. <laughs> go away. All right. Very good. Um, and uh, it's cold outside and it's treacherous. So is it 
going to be the Dreadmill or the Frostbite if you had to choose between the two? Oh, Frostbite through and through. I do not like running on the Dreadmill. Yeah, it's, it's like a durable machine. Exactly. Well, I mean, it was invented <laughs> for prisoners. Like oh, it was? Oh. <laughs> yeah. A little more history there for us. Oh, I, I, I didn't know. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. invented for prisoners. Oh, and then it became a thing after that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was, right. it was a way, I think it was like in England or something, but it was a log in a river and it was just a way to help prisoners get their exercise. Just keep walking forward on this log. Just keep it. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Oh, interesting. And that's how the idea of the whole treadmill started. Yeah. Ah. So frostbite. Yes. Um, I got to say I, I'm with you on that. I, I don't have a treadmill. And in recent years, you know, I, well, in the past, I used to laugh at those people doing the, doing the turkey trot on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh please, oh. <laughs> Then I got back into running and now, then I started doing it. And now throughout the winter, I run outside in the winter. So I prefer the frostbite as well. Oh yeah. Um, and last question, do you prefer the start or finish of a race? I think I'm going to have to go with finish only because I just want to start at the start like I want to get going already and when I finish I feel like I'm always happy because I've accomplished something amazing and everybody's there to cheer me on and we get to celebrate after that sounds great so yeah just get you going and then the the finish is a reward exactly very nice so Noreen this has been great talking to you today uh last question all right do you have any advice at all for a new runner? I do. I think the biggest advice I can give anyone who's looking to get started is to just keep showing up. It can be so hard to, to get into it, especially when you're either starting fresh, brand new, or coming back into running. And I think the, the biggest mistake everyone makes is that when it gets hard and is uncomfortable, they say, oh, let me take it a few days off, and then a few days turns into a week, and then before you know it, you're trying to get back into it again. Um, so I think it's really just keep showing up and and ease into things. You know, you don't have to be running 10 miles a day right when you start. You know, you can, you can start with that walk around, or you can, you know, ease your way into it. It doesn't have to be crazy workouts right away. It's just getting those mileage and building building that base. So just keep showing up. I like it. Thank you for saying all that. That helps me too. <laughs> of course. Yes, that helps me too. But hey, Noreen, it's been great talking to you today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the 5 Run 8 Podcast and this specific episode with Noreen Gofoil. Tune in next time when I'll be talking with yet another runner from the 518 area code.